nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome to this week's Nerdables. This week we are talking about the study that says Wizard of Oz is more influential than Star Wars, Nick Nolte joining the Mandalorian, Kasdian finds his showrunner, Captain America isn't giving up his shield just yet, Vision joins the Scarlet Witch on TV, and finally Daredevil is cancelled, but Disney says he will return. Joining me are Chris, Mikey, and Ethan. Welcome everybody. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Because we took off the holiday. Or wait, no, we took off last week. Has it been two weeks? Two no, weeks? Last week, no, last week was Thanksgiving. It's been two weeks since we recorded. Yeah. It's been two weeks yeah, since yeah, we recorded. Yeah, yeah, no, been... I'm yeah. still full. I had a very good Thanksgiving. I enjoyed my Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. Um, so, anyways, um, there was a study that came out that said that the Wizard of Oz is the most influential influential movie of all time, even more so than Star Wars. I thought that was kind of interesting, an interesting topic to discuss because, I mean, Star Wars, as much as it's ingrained in just about everything and everywhere you go now, mm-hmm. would you consider The Wizard of Oz more influential? Didn't it bring Technicolor? It brought Technicolor. It depends on what you mean by influential. That's the thing, the thing, yeah. The thing with you... Star Wars is, because everyone blames Star Wars for being that starting the blockbuster, but you go a year earlier and it's Jaws. Right. So, like... Even then, where people like Star Wars ushered in the series at the era of the summer blockbuster, therefore destroying movies as we know it and giving us all these crappy movies. But Jaws did it before. Jaws, Jaws did it. Godfather was huge. Well, no. Jaws is, is more of like a dumb popcorn picture. Right. You know, not necessarily dumb in like some of the pictures we see now. Like the and Close Encounters was 78 or 79. No, Close Encounters is like 81. Close Encounters was long after Jaws. Um,. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it's it was... still one of his early films. It's before Raiders, but it's, it's right. not. It's it's not that early. I mean, if you're just talking about summer blockbuster. Sure. Yeah, but this is but like influential. Is... The wind was a blockbuster, and it was yeah. It was in when you when you like I think of it as what movie made an impact when you say it's influential. But that's an in, well, an okay. impact is different than influential because but even... influential. Hold on, influential is you're talking about movie making in itself. To me, yeah. Like if something's influential then it affects the, the area that it's in. The medium. You know, it's it's not the most popular. Then that's everything. Yes, affects the media the medium. It's it's influential in terms of sports is what changes these you know, you talk about in, in football, Bill Walsh may be the most influential coach of all time because he brought the West Coast offense to the NFL, which then proliferated into what we've seen now. Yeah. Uh, so how would Gone with the Wind have changed movie making? And that's kind and, of where this yeah, is going. And people that are in movies, then I think even Star Wizard Wars, Wizard of Oz. Excuse me, what is, I said Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Well, I was, Gone that's with the another wind was one. The, but the thing with Gone with the Wind is also when you adjust for inflation with something like until I think it was Avatar was still the most successful film of all time. Yeah, because it just sold more tickets. Because also you didn't have as many movies, and you didn't have contracts with theaters and stuff. There was literally theaters that showed Gone with the Wind for a year straight. Oh yeah, five days a week for an entire year, and sold tickets every single time. And so that movie was made probably sold more tickets than any other movie in history until you get something like Avatar. Well, according to so researchers in Italy, they have determined that the most because influ- that's where movie making really begins. <laughs> <is in Italy. laughs> they determine the most influential movie of all times 
is the 1939 classic Wizard of Oz. It had the most impact in Hollywood, according to a report of a, in the journal Applied in the journal Applied Network Science. The team analyzed the impact of more than 475,000 films across 26 genres to determine which titles had the most industry influence. That didn't include short films or it says porn in here. But the thing is, like, <laughs> that's the one we want to talk about. What's the most influential porn right. film of all time? But that's the thing. When you guys sent that link when we were reading it, I wanted to know what what do they consider is the the driving factor to figure out if it was influential? Is it the storytelling? Is it the technology for the well, movie? I think it's everything. It was, you know, like when when they mention that it's across genres, that's also a big thing too. Is Star Wars, of course, is a, is a supremely influential science fiction right. film. But how much did Star Wars influence drama? How much did it influence comedy? How much did it influence these other genres where Wizard of Oz may, may have had an impact on more genres of film as a fantasy, lighthearted, you know, it, it's a lot of that type of but stuff. But Star, Star Wars' biggest influence, other than special effects, is the marketing uh, what the type of marketing that because after Star Wars it changed how movies were marketed in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Yes, it wouldn't have cha- but that it, that would have changed. That's not influencing the marketplace after the movie came out. Right? Yeah, so I guess so. It, it, in a way, you could say that was influencing in terms of making a movie that can be marketed. Right. Because also thinking back when I was in film school, you know they they don't talk about storytelling through Wizard of Oz. You know, Star Wars has the probably the greatest script to show people how to write a story you know when you're doing films you know so that's why it was just a little but confusing when i, when I saw all, all lucas really did with that was it. he just really just took the storytelling of the greek myths and the yeah. tales of it's the joseph campbell yeah i mean it's, the, the detractors for lucas are always he just stole all of joseph campbell's stuff and rewrote it he also stole, stole from Kurosawa. He stole from Spaghetti Westerns. He stole from all these sort of things. Yeah. When people use that as the derision for Lucas, I always want to yell at them. They all do. It's, right. Each Spielberg generation whole, is yeah, different. Spielberg stole, stole a whole bunch of stuff, J. J. too. J.J. Abrams. That's, yeah, J.J. Yeah, J. Abrams, is, his influences are from Spielberg and, and, and Lucas. Well, and that's just it. Yeah, when Lost, you ask people... The first episode of Lost is very Spielberg-like. And, and Lucas mm-hmm. has never said, oh, oh, you know, oh, no, no, this is all me. I, you know, He's always said, yeah, go back and look at these other films, and you'll see where the influence for Star Wars came from, where the storytelling, the... You know, the, the um, Jason and the Argonauts with the stop animation, that's where he got the idea to do a lot of the monsters that he wanted to do. watch any Kurosawa film, you're like, oh, this is Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, so... And he, I mean, Wizard, he's even credited Wizard of Oz as an influence for Star Wars. You know, and well, if there you're... you go. That's, if you're... I know. There it solves the argument. If you're looking, if you're looking at <laughs> way filmmaking was done, especially in, if you're looking at 1930s, mm-hmm. You know, filmmaking was and acting back then was a lot different too. Acting for film wasn't much different than stage acting, which is always big and over the top. You know, if you if you go back and look at films, everybody was always you know so big. Whoa. I'd like a cigarette now. Come kiss me. Mm, you know. Yeah. yeah, but that's the lion. Right, but yeah, true. I mean, true. it's still there. Well, you had those caricatures, but... <clears throat> the difference between what you saw... One of the things with Influential is the difference between what you saw before and what you saw then. And then right. Would, there, oh, I just keep going back to it. The Wizard of Oz is a gigantic leap in what you had seen. So is Star Wars in terms mm-hmm. of sci-fi. 
It, you never saw a sci-fi film like that. Right. Which, with as much model making and production design and everything that's into it, it's like Avatar in terms of 3D. We still gonna, haven't seen a film that looks anything like Avatar in 3D. Yep. It's, right. It, it just, nobody comes close. Because mm-hmm. he just went, he took this idea of, well, people are doing 3D films, and I'm going to do the 3D film. He took mm-hmm. the time to Yeah, and the money, the and the fact that he started from the, st- from the start to go through with it to make, from start to finish, that film as a 3D motion picture that is completely immersive. And we haven't seen anything like it. We probably won't. Even with the sequels, you're still watching it going, eh. Jurassic Park's the same thing. Jurassic Park is a massively mm-hmm. influential film because of the CG. And people now, it's funny, someone on my Facebook page just shared one of those posts or whatever, like, I can't believe how much how well this holds up. So you also have to remember, there's less than six minutes of film of CGI in there. Most right. of it is practical. That People don't understand that almost. A lot of this stuff is practical. And it was the, that's the thread they, they the, that she shared was this Tumblr thread where people kept going like, most of the raptor shots are people in suits. The, the, the T-Rex is a full-size mm-hmm. animatronic that came to life in different places and scared the living hell out of the out of right. it because it would the legs were there to, to they had to go inside of this thing and clean it out in order for it to move all this stuff the, but that CG took as much time as it did to do say all of Force Awakens right. and it's 6 minutes so that's why it's so good they had the time and the money and the artistry to do we're just going to do this we've got like four shots in this entire film that we're doing we have the Brachiosaur, we have the T-Rex on the road, the T-Rex chasing down the Gallimimus, and the end scene of the T-Rex versus the Velociraptors. Mm-hmm. Almost everything else in that film is practical. Do you know what, the, can you name the first CGI film, or first film to use CGI? Uh, what is it, Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, something like that, with the ghost? The ghost. The, 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 the Not the ghost, the, um, the stained glass window yes. ghost thing. That yeah, was, the stained that glass was window. the first one, wasn't it? It was... <sighs> It was either that or Willow, the transformation. I believe it was the other one. I think I think Sherlock Holmes came out first. Yeah. But they were both Lucasfilm or uh, yeah ILM that did it. Oh, it was but ILM see, that that did all of this. Right. And that's an influential and that's, in terms of how you make films. Again, Star Wars is huge because of the model making that right. ILM used for uh, for A New Hope. That then. You know, and, and but, these, but, the, be, but you, you look at sound explosion. Sound is always big. You know, I mean, if you look at if you look at, and this is where I, if you're going to look at the industry, this is where it kind of gets convoluted of which one of these is actually more influential, because Star Wars not only changed how you market a movie, it changed a lot of special effects or what you expected from a sci-fi special effects movie, sound, lighting. You know, and then all uh, special effects, all these things started uh, like overflowing into the rest of the industry enough where ILM was built and became. Well, ILM was the, created for Star Wars, right? He and then it became the company that company. everybody went to. He started it then because he knew that one of the ways to continue to do the type of um, special effects, practical and otherwise that he wanted to do was he needed to make a company that could farm that out to other filmmakers that was never going to survive on his own. He also wanted to make sure that those guys weren't working on Star right. Trek at the point where he's like, okay, we're doing Empire. Sorry, George, we got hired for, for Star Trek, the motion picture. Yep. Well, how many shots are you doing in it? Just a few because most of it is two people talking to each other and people <laughs> fall asleep. 
But but if you look at that across the board, because I mean, there was you have THX that was created by Lucas, oh, you yeah. know, by coming out of Star Wars. Skywalker sound. You could argue that George Lucas is probably could be the most important filmmaker since the beginning of film. Oh sure, those early early guys, and then Lucas for just the type of things he created and how to make a film. Right, how to tell that story in a way that you want to. Um, because your your CGI character, that's the big thing. Pixar for, for, is for what it is because of, of yeah, Lucasfilm. But for all of all of the hate that Phantom Menace takes, Jar Jar is a fully realized CGI character mm-hmm. that is in a half of that film. Yeah, that was never done before. You just mm-hmm. don't get that. Now we see that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Avengers Avengers three, Thanos is CGI every single time. Right. Yeah. Vision is CGI every single time. Hulk is CGI Gollum. every single time. Yeah, Gollum is a character. The same thing. So those 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 advances that he made as a filmmaker. If you want to talk about the most influential filmmakers in history, it's hard to put Lucas anywhere below like two. Right. You know, he's got to be in that top. And three. then if you take Star Wars outside of just the industry, and look at the influences had on society, and I'm not just we're not just talking for a generation or two. We are now oh, into the, the, the fourth biggest, generation of it's Star the Wars. Biggest brand you've ever had. Yeah, it's just, there's nothing that comes. Close I mean, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Wizard of Oz is a classic. It's a masterpiece. It deserves to be up there, but it's very hard to say that it's the most influential when you look at all of the other things that Star Wars, in the creation of Star Wars, I could has see the argument in terms of how it affected different genres. Yeah, for, but what the, st- for what Star Wars did, it it didn't do it for dramas. It didn't do it for comedies. It didn't do it for action films. These big type well, of pictures I mean, action that we picture, see, action films, to a I certain degree, but even then, almost everything in an action piece now, even or, or then, was full size practical effects. You didn't do sure. model making when you you know you're not doing bullet with model making. You're driving real cars through the streets of San Francisco. Right. That's not that has nothing to do with what what Star Wars would have influenced you. It with. didn't infect, it, it didn't affect how you tell a story in, for dr- drama or anything like that, but it did um give you a larger you know uh, palette to use for those. Look, look at Titanic where you have a a simple love story that's on Is the it Titanic. Oh, it's not Is simple. It simple. Yes, it's not really simple. It's very yeah. complex. But they're from different casts. You you have special effects in that now, you know, where you would have told that story him. completely different before something, you know, like Star Wars or you know, where you had those that ability to do that. I can that. see the argument for for. Gone oh, I can, I can. So, it's just an interesting. Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. God, I keep saying that. Because Gone with, Gone with the Wind is the most influential film of all time, dude. <laughs> because I, I same, I, I thought the same thing when I, you know, when I first I saw. I wouldn't it. consider it influential. It's a good story. But influential wise, well, and again, in a way that you tell a story. I mean, Gone with the Wind was a long. super, exp- well, it's also super expensive. Yeah, it was. Oh, just, yeah, I know. could lean forward, but um, the other ones on the list, <laughs> and, and so Star Wars is in second place. Psycho is in third place. I'll give you that. Yeah, that that changed horror movies forever too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, other high rankings are the 1933 King Kong, yes. 1968's 2001: A Space Odyssey. Star Wars doesn't exist without that film. Right. 1941, Citizen Kane. 1927's... (laughs) Tell a super boring story that nobody cares about and somehow (laughs) everyone thinks it's classic. 
Well, Metro- Metropolis yeah. is on here, which is well, another yeah. one. No, that's that's like the first sci-fi film, really. That right. Has any yeah. production value? Which is another one you don't have. You don't have Star Wars. Well, you don't you have C three PO. I was no. going to say you don't you have C three PO. You don't have a gay robot with that. Uh, Casablanca is yeah. on here. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and finally 1931's Frankenstein. Yeah, those are all those are all AFI top ten films. Mm-hmm. You know, influential because of their their popularity, power, critical acclaim, and how they changed what people. Everything's a chaser. I mean, anything influential is what you're doing after. Again, mm-hmm. going back to that sports thing, Bill Walsh takes San Francisco, makes them in a perennial Super Bowl contender slash champion because he runs an offense unlike anybody else. Five years later. Every team in the NFL is running the West Coast offense. Yeah. And they're not doing it as well because they don't have Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, but they're trying. You look at the when, – when you break down coaching trees, Bill Belichick is probably the most influential coach of the current NFL because his coaching tree is huge. People that have worked for him that then affect other people all over the place and the fact that he's been there for 20 years or whatever, 25 years. And what they also have – they have uh... – Gone with the Wind was also mentioned on here, but they have the the top five filmmakers of you know, the, and they have Victor Fleming is number one, um, Alfred Hitchcock is two, three is Mervyn Leroy, and four is Spielberg. No, I'm sorry, Spielberg was five. Who's four? Who's four? Uh, Leroy was four. Hitchcock was three. Fleming was two. I'm missing the number one. Number one. Uh, George. Uh, Lopez. Huh? Lopez. George Lopez. No, George. Cooker. C U K C U K O R. Cooker. Corker. Cooker. Cooker. I have no clue. So George Cooker is the one that's, and he's. He worked on the 65 films, including Oz and Gone with the Wind. Oh. He's uncredited on those. Yeah. But they have him as the list as number one. So Spielberg over Lucas. Lucas isn't in All the top five. That's if, you, if you put those as storytelling as, as directors, I would say sure. If you're direct, yeah. No, George Lucas is not an influential director. No. I mean, he might be in the top ten considering people that got into the industry because of him. Yeah. But you could easily have just as many people with Spielberg as you would with Lucas. Yeah, that, that, said, oh, that's, that's a, the director. I wanted to be a director because of Steven Spielberg. I wanted to be a director because of George Lucas. They don't have filmmakers on here at all. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. If you're talking about, to me, like a filmmaker, someone who really controls the product. Oh, yeah, you got to put Because, I mean, he's the writer, producer, director of Star Wars. Yeah. Spielberg isn't for Raiders. George Lucas produced Raiders. Right. You know, Spielberg didn't get that until much later in life. Well, you, I would say, if you're going to do that, you put Lucas, Coppola. You have Lucas, Coppola, you have Hitchcock. Hitchcock, Zemeckis, probably. Mm, I don't know if Zemeckis has enough films. You can make the argument for it. Spielberg, you can put there, because once he got that power, I mean, Jurassic Park is, he's, he then, it was he's not a writer, and he's never admitted to being a writer. So, but he he would hire the people for writing. He's right. the one that looked at Michael Crichton's book and told Universal, "Buy that. You need to buy that. I want to make that film." Well, and Lucas Coppola and somebody else formed Zoetrope. When remember they wanted to take Hollywood out and they put it in San Francisco. Yeah, it was a. Uh, oh God, it's not Brian De Palma. No, mm-hmm. but they wanted to, they wanted to yeah. have control over their own thing where they would you know it was more of a creative yeah. environment. 
it was something where, where as a director, you could also be a producer, and that's right. where that's where Spielberg got to. Right. What you know, did John they, use on that? Use isn't on that. As uh, the, would, uh, for, they only show top five. Yeah. Yeah, I know. For, for terms of yeah, I'd, I'd put John Hughes somewhere in there. The filmmaker a, or director? As a director, I'd yeah. say probably top ten directors. Probably. Just because all every teen I'm, flick up afterwards. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, every if you look coming at coming of age romantic comedy, yeah. is a John Hughes film. Sure. Yeah. Since since since, since he, re, he's... he redefines that genre. That's why when Psycho is on there as a film, it's like because Psycho redefined a, a horror genre. For right. That. That really, not really a gore, but a, a psychological, yeah. yeah, psychological thriller. Yeah, that keeps you on the edge the whole time. Yeah, I mean, and the, it's also first indicate or first one to put in that twist. You know, a twist like that that you have with Psycho. Yeah, spoilers, especially, especially at the beginning. Well, no, a twist that right. you think is the main character dies in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Right, can't get away with that now. No, no. Variety reports that so and so dies in the first ten minutes of the film. Luke, I, I would say that Lucas also changed the pacing of films. Oh yeah, he was obsessed with getting faster. Yeah, because that's you know, why that's why Last Jedi being over two hours long or whatever, it's like oh, this is this is so this is so different. They, you heard the running time for Avengers four, right? Three the, hours. The, the well, that's what they've they've said, said so, far. so far. Yeah, the director's cut for that three thing hours for the insane. first act. Yeah. Yeah, three hours for the second act. I'm perfectly fine with that. Six hour movie. You know, yeah. you know it'd be terrible if they like cut it into two parts. Everybody's like, well, in a what? way, no. in a way, they did. That's what no, Avengers you, three and four. Is. No, I mean the no, the I know movie that's, that's coming yes. out. No, you you play the credits after the first part, but you stay for the the end credit yeah. scene, yeah. and it goes right three hours long. <laughs> the first part's like twenty minutes long. It's that first day you look at the the times like, why are there only four showings? What the hell is that? Stay for the extra credit scene. When is this over? When is we've been here for another? You know what kills me? I know this is we're totally on a tangent, but you know what kills me is now after ten years and twenty-two films of Marvel, people still get up and leave before the credits are over. They got a whiz, dude. You got to go and come back. And you see more than half that theater clearing out. Well, you also those are people that just haven't. Stayed for or any they just of the don't movies. care and they'll see it after. Yeah, I think I think I think it's a, it's it's a combination of three things. It's people that are not going to every Marvel film, so right. they really don't. And and remember, we're as as connected as we think everybody is. They're not sure. <clears throat> Two, they're people that just don't give a damn. Right, it's like I don't care what the extra scene is. And then three, it's people that are like, dude, I gotta I gotta dump. <laughs> I got I got a whiz that, and that, I got to dump and I got to go. That that monster popcorn and his gargantuan yeah. drink. Why well, remember when we saw when we saw Pirates Three at the El Capitan? We saw it like two in the morning because this is before you know midnight showings were at seven p.m. on Thursday. Right. Uh, got to the end of that and I was like, I got to go, and I just took off like as fast as I can and then ran back in to watch the final scene. Watch the 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 post credit scene. But that's the problem with Marvel ones now is that you can't just okay. I'm going to run out as soon as the credits start and run back in because it's the mid credit scene. Because it's the mid credit scene, or when it gets to be like yeah, Guardians, like, you know, there's six mid credit scenes wow. directed by well, this, even, written like, by this, and then there's a scene, and then there's another scene. And then there's when we went to see uh, Wreck It Ralph 
and Beth had to go take a call. So yeah. she stepped out of the theater. Um, they wouldn't let her back in because they were like, yeah, we, oh, we, have to get, we have to get everybody out so yeah. that we can clean it. Oh. Like, so she was just standing outside waiting for that. us to come out. And we were sitting there just watching the end credit scene there, for that. There's people in there. Yeah. I'm just going back to my husband. The end credit scene for that was pretty funny. She told them. She was like, my husband and my child in there. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. Speaking of Avengers 4, supposedly we got the trailer on Wednesday. Oh, really? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, dude. I saw something. Somebody. I'm surprised they're not waiting until like Captain Marvel comes. We've already it for Infinity War. We already had it. It was November. This is late. I I figured this was going to be late. I'm surprised. I I I I didn't think it would be past New Year's. I I really thought it was. I thought we'd get it with Mary Poppins. In a way, you will. I mean, nobody holds it for a, a movie anymore, right? Because it's just then you're just asking people to go to the theater. And put their cell phone uh, up. Yeah. It was so you funny know. though. Because how I many got... people I saw trying to trying to to tape the first five minutes of Force Awakens? Yeah. That night, you know, forget it. I got this. I got a YouTube notification the other day that said, uh, "Breaking down the Avengers Four trailer," and I'm like, "Avengers Four trailer." Well, I'm gonna try my hardest to not watch any of those trailers. Mm-hmm. It's so hard nowadays. I mean, it's, it's not. Just... I mean, but it's easier for you if you're because you're social not... media. Yeah. The good thing I would say is that with the Russo brothers is they're very protective of their properties, so you won't get a lot of information. From I them. get they're that, still... but I don't want to see but anything. Think, but no, no that's the problem. Is Ryan Johnson was the same way. Ryan Johnson <clears throat> yeah. was pissed off after the first trailer because yeah. it's not up to him. There, the, Disney is selling yeah. that company to do it. Gareth Edwards had the same thing with Row One mm-hmm. because you know they're like, we need a trailer, so. Disney hires a company to do the trailer, and he called the company. He said, "Most of the footage you have, we're not using. We're, we're redoing the entire last third of the film." Yeah, we don't care. We don't care. We You're not paying us for that. Yeah. You're paying us to put together a trailer to sell your movie. And even if there's not a lot of stuff that tells anything of the story, mm-hmm. you as a viewer can sort of discern. Oh, yeah, so this still, is what happens. Still put it when you guys were looking at. Yeah. Uh, Last Jedi, you're like, ah, oh, I should, wish I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, I never wanted what to see the second one. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it is. It's, you know, we, we talk all the, the time. The first one I loved because it was, an, and especially for something like Last Jedi, because, you know, kind of versus Force Awakens. Watching the first trailer for, for Last Jedi, and that mm. was Celebration last year. So that was April. Right. We got it. I mean, seven months before the film, re- or six months before the film released. Eight months before the film released. Yeah. Because um, we were waiting to go see Stan Lee. Uh, yeah. That's right. Seeing that was the it was the we, uh, it celebrate the morning of celebration. The first morning of celebration was when we went down um, to do Joe Casada interviewing Stan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were watching it in the car. Yeah, <laughs> we were streaming it through the car. So we just listened. I was just listening to the audio the whole yeah. thing anyway. But it was it was cool to me because it it showed a different tone. Yeah. To me than what you got from the first trailer for Force Awakens. So I really I loved that first trailer and, and it was enough. Yeah. The second trailer was the one that pissed me off. That was the one everyone for Force Awakens for, or for, for for Last Jedi. Yeah, because I knew, and when I when I saw it, and I put it together because it does give away big moments. It gives away the fact that Rey does stand in front of Snoke. Right. It gives away the fact that she does face Kylo again because you see the two of them clash sabers. And I was like, no, no, it's from a different background. I'm like they're both red backgrounds. Well, they're that the background. It's the, they're talking about that background, and it's when they're communicating over you know yeah. the Force or through the Force. There was so much that you could learn from it very fairly easily. Yeah. But going into that one though, you knew you had a finale coming. So In for way, me, yeah. seeing that trailer for that movie, not a big deal. So well, but the same you know, thing like, goes with the first part of 
Avengers. And like Chris said, you know, the, the unfortunately the studios are no longer, or they, they've never really been in charge of the trailers because they hired out, and it used to be even worse because, you know, now at least with digital, you can go back and say, whoa, 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 get that out of there real quick. Or, you know, you're showing yeah, yeah. too much of something. Yeah. Whereas before, they just put together the film and there's your trailer, you know, and, and it's like, on film. Oh, we yeah. have too many copies out. We can't get them all back or say, don't show them. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the Russo brothers. Uh, the Russo brothers showed up on the set of Mandalorian, which spiked a lot of uh, people talking that maybe they're going to. I don't know if it did, but as soon as I saw that picture, I'm like, here come all the Russo brothers are done <laughs> number five. Yay! Oh, it, but there for a while, it was like it was like a who's who of who's directed well, that, Marvel that was films. The, that was the part of it. That was the the joke. John Farber tweeted out the picture of him, uh, Wakutiti. Yep. Uh, who's doing one of the, the episodes, the Russo brothers, and... So there was one other person. There was one other person that was there. Was it... Was it um, who did Ant-Man? Scott. No. Reed? Scott Lang. Reed? Reed? <laughs> Scott Lang. Scott Lang. Um, Reed Peyton? Something like that? Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed. I believe he's in that picture I also. Think, I think it was, yeah. So yes, they're all Marvel directors. Obviously, John Farvel did it. Yeah, Iron Man. So... I think the Russo brothers were visiting. Right. Obviously, them and John Farvel know each other. Yeah, really I don't well. see them doing another movie for a while. Just because no, it would well, be an, a, it was do, an episode. Do one of the, like, yeah. Seriously, if that if that came out, I was like, yes, yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> Let uh, them direct an episode of it. I'm yeah. perfectly fine with that. Look, they got nothing else to do once this is done. Right? But look at the other directors that are doing episodes. No, of this. I mean it's, it's amazing. amazing. That's that's the the and we'll get into that when we get to Daredevil. Yeah. Um, that's what you get when you can do when you have that clout behind it. You right. John Favreau, who's directed huge pictures. People forget he directed Jungle Book, and Jungle Book was insanely, insanely uh, popular. And he did, he's done Lion King, which I the do, trailer dropped. I love. Amazing. I love. I love. I love yeah. The fact that, that there's that meme that changed my mind meme, and there's uh, I don't remember who's behind it, but the thing on it says. The new Lion King is not a live-action film. Changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, I love that one because it's so true. I, right. I screamed about it in, in one of the groups because I the the we can go on a tangent and talk about that trailer for a moment because it's shot for shot. Oh yeah, for the thing, and people were just like, "Oh, I'm so super excited! I'm, I'm already crying. It's amazing." And I looked at it. I was like, "Yeah, that's okay." I'm like, "What? Why aren't you excited?" It's because it's the same film. Well, it's still. It's, the trailer, at least, is right. The but, same. No, but what I'm saying is, still animated. It's still an animated yeah. film. Yes, yes. It's not. I'm more excited to see Aladdin, Mulan, Dumbo. If, if they do Dumbo, because she, he's going to get separated from his mom again. I don't want to go through that. Um, <laughs> it's also I don't want to see Mufasa die again. Sons of bitches. Somebody, uh, somebody or, put like out Little Mermaid because I, I, I'd like to see. I'm more interested in seeing actors, real actors, right playing characters that were animated and seeing what they bring in terms of that take. And I almost feel like with real actors, you have to change part of that story. Oh, sure. And one of the things that brings up this, we went to see Beauty and the Beast on stage this year. It's a much different story because they don't have uh, the tiger or, or Abu. Right. Because you have to... Aladdin. <laughs> you, said, you said Beauty and the Beast. No, yeah, you I'm meant sorry, Aladdin. 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 We was all Aladdin this year. And so the story has to change because you don't have those type of characters. Right. Now, again... In a motion picture, you can put whatever, you know, there, there'll be the dragon in Mulan, but... They didn't want to put a, someone in a monkey suit and someone in a no. tiger suit? Um, no, I did. So they were replaced by... Well, that's just by the stage friends. play, though. So. But yeah. even even Lion King, where you're using, you know, actors with 
Mocap suits. Yeah, mo- basically mocap suits. You know, they still change the story for the stage performance. You have to. I'm sure Dumbo is not going to be told the same story. Well, I'm no, sure that it's... I'm sure that Lion King's not going to be the same story because if not, why would you have? You know, you could just take James Earl Jones and have him just use the lines from the original. I mean, you could use the whole script from the original. They yeah, probably might. will. <laughs> yes, it's probably going to be fairly close. I mean, I mean it's, it's going to be. I think it's going to be like Beauty and the Beast, where. You know the live action that they had last year. There'll last be shots year. that match up, and but then even then, everything live will be action, the same, but there'll but, be a well, few. Well, that's the thing is, except for the Beast, yeah, that's a live action film. Right, everyone is is that. Well, film you is have more you have the, the still the, right, the but furniture saying, and whatnot. Gaston, the the townspeople, and Belle are all real people. Right, I mean the bulk of that yeah. film are go- is going to be a real the, the the center of that film is Belle, and yeah. she's a real person. Right, and still with, yeah. with Aladdin, it's going to be the same way. Yeah, yeah. but you but, still have change. I mean, it's not you're not telling the same story. It'll follow the same lines, but they're going to be scenes. But that even are be even new. Beauty and the Beast, there it had its moments where I'm it not changed talking about or whether the story is the same or not. What I'm saying is, I'm more interested in a film where that those uses people, real people right. that were animated characters. Sure, because the performance will be different. What they bring to the table is going to be different. Yes, these characters will look different. If you're using some mocap or whatever, sure. Different voices. I actually, as much as I love James Earl Jones, I actually did not like that choice because that's just the same person. Right. Like, but for if something you, if like you make that, James Earl Jones like... Scar, then I'm interested. Then I'm like, hmm. I but mean, for... yeah, but then they're gonna have Nathan Lane and uh, what's his name do yeah. Ronan Pumbaa because like... they're still alive. So yeah, why not use them? Because you use Seth Rogen and we made this joke who's... at the time. Oh, is Seth Rogen Timon? He's Pumbaa. Oh, he's Pumbaa. Yeah, we made the joke at the time. Maybe. I still remember when we were talking about this because huh? James Earl Jones, hmm. James Earl Jones was now was announced as Simba, right? Or, uh, as Mufasa, and we said, well. Here's the breaking news. Jonathan Taylor Thomas needs a job, so he's Simba. And it just, we rolled on from there going, everybody in that film, you can use everybody Jeremy in that Irons. film. Jeremy Simba. Irons is a star. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, everybody from that film is still alive. Donald Glover is uh, the. Uh, he's Simba. Isn't he? He's Simba. Yeah. He's yeah. adult Simba. Yeah. No, there's great talent and that's all Beyonce through. is uh, Nala. <laughs> if there's a single ladies line in there, let me they tell you. They should have Jay Z as Simba. No, and boy. Beyonce oh, God. Nala. And they no. just fight the whole time. Hey, yo, baby. Um, <laughs> I always forget how good you are as Urban. No, but I mean, no, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Over. And it, when I mean, like, if you look at uh, the casting for for Gaston in Beauty and the Beast, it was done really. You know, it was done very good. It, it was similar. It was. It had enough similarities where you're going. That's Gaston. They, you know, this, yeah. I, I, it's a take on a character. Re- right. Redoing Star Trek in an alternate timeline, you have new people. You have people that are very much like the original. Zachary Quinto very, tried very hard to be as much as Leonard Nimoy as he could, but he's not. Right. And so he did bring a little bit more to it. You have Chris Pine, a little, a, a different type of William Shatner. Uh, or Kirk, nobody can be Shatner. <laughs> By the way, Shatner Claus is the greatest holiday album of all time. <laughs> I heard just bits and pieces of it. Was it new? Yeah. Oh. It is amazing. His Feliz Navidad may be the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. So if you're okay with other people playing characters that become, you know, then you're fine if Nick Nolte is ends up being Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. No, because he looks too different. You've, you've established what Boba Fett looks like. Sure. He looks like Tima Mortensen. 
So Nick Nolte can't be, to me, Nick Nolte can't be Boba Fett. He could be it if he never takes the armor off. Well, then why do you hire Nick Nolte? Right. Just hire a stuntman. Well, yeah. I mean, you hired Jeremy, look, Jeremy Bullock was a decent actor, but they didn't hire Jeremy Bullock to be an actor. They hired Jeremy Bullock to wear the suit. Right. To be able to basically move. Anthony Daniels was the same thing. Anthony Daniels is, is basically a circus performer. Matter of fact, way. they were going to have a different voice for him for C-3PO, and yeah. then his was more compelling than... What they were going to do. Lines on thing, but he's he's it's it's just like why why would you you hire Andy Serkis to be these characters because he's such a good motion performer, right? His his acting in terms of 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 his movement and his caricature, but helps play that character. And he's also a very good actor, just being an actor and voice actor. Yeah, he's a brilliant claw. Right, they kill very quickly. Yes. That movie kills the two most interesting people in the entire film, and it's so annoying. Yep. He was uh, great. So, so just, just a, on a side note, the only character that's voiced by the same actor in the new Lion King is James Earl. No, that's no, what I'm yeah. saying. That's my problem. Is you, if you're gonna do James Earl Jones, don't. If, I mean, I'm sorry. If you're not gonna use all the others, don't use James Earl Jones. Yeah. I don't know who you but get did, to replace him. I'm not saying that. I'm not going the the. I don't know who else does it, but. To put Idris him Elba. in it, maybe. But then Benedict Cumberbatch. But the, here's he would be a great Scar. Surprising yeah. is who is Scar? Scar is You're Jeremy's Iron. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh, Chiwetel. Chiwetel. Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, it, it, this is why you remake the film. Everybody's black. Right, but it's in Africa, like, so everybody's. Like, if you did, uh, no, who's uh, yeah, who's who's Timon and Pimba? We're just gonna go through the cast. Seth Rogen is, is Seth Rogen's Pumbaa. Pumbaa. Okay, so Billy, Billy Eicher. Oh, is Billy Eicher. Okay, so those are the token white people. Right, they're like these are the two whitest characters. Got, oh wait, no, the no, bird. John Oliver's John Oliver. Yeah, John. The funny thing is, is I still remember when we talked about it when they said John Oliver is Zazu. I was like, wait, didn't he do the original? Yeah, no. <laughs> it sounds exactly like him. John Connie is Rafiki. Um. Yeah, no, I was you know the choices oh. that the T'Chaka in Black Panther. That's uh, Rafiki. Oh, okay. yes. T'Challa's oh, his dad. Oh, his dad. His dad. Um, he has a great voice too. Yeah, the casting choices I thought were good. Um, here's the thing with James Earl Jones, and then we'll get back on topic. Um, if you don't, topic. <laughs> if you don't put him as Mufasa. You're going to get backlash. If you put him as Mufasa, you're going to get backlash. It's, I think for what you're attempting to accomplish, you want to go with the latter. I, I with agree. What you're trying to, with what you're trying to accomplish to make a different film, a film that stands on the shoulders of what I think is the best of the Disney Renaissance films. I love Lion King. It's sure. My favorite. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. But if, that's, if, you're if saying, Robin if, Williams was alive, he would be the genie. Yes. There's no question about it. When you do a live action and you change the cast, he would voice the genie. They would have somebody else doing the mocap. Yeah. But he would have been it's, the voice. There's still certain voices you There's can't really. There's certain characters ingrained in your here's, head. Well, here's the thing: is we talked about this when we talked about Aladdin too. It's almost the sense of don't make that film. Right. If that film is so tied into Robin Williams being the jo- being the genie, mm-hmm. don't make it. But then there's you can't, just, do, you can't do anything. There's certain it. characters with certain voices that no, I, are I, I so ingrained in At Disney. At some point, James Earl Jones is going to die, and someone else is going to do Darth Vader all the time. Right. 
and we don't know when that happens. No, Star but Wars will just end then. No, you. But you. You can, don't ever need Vader though either. You, not doing, <laughs> but we could talk about it's funny because it just came up in my, in my in my feed that the two years ago or whatever they announced that Samurai Jack was coming back. Right. And Genichiro Koski had always said, "I'm never doing Samurai Jack again because Mako is a coup, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody else can do that voice. Simple, done." I don't know what changed. I've never seen the interview where he said why he allowed somebody else to do Aku's voice. When they first announced it, myself and a few other people said, maybe Aku's in it and he doesn't talk right. the entire time. Or he's changed into something else. So there, there's, there's places where people said, if I can't use that person, we're not doing it. So Aladdin may be one of those things where you say, if I don't have Robin Williams... Why am I doing this at all? And there's because whoever's doing the genie is screwed. It's Will it's Smith. Will Smith. He's screwed. Yeah, no. It is. You already don't like Will Smith because the Willennium didn't work out, but <laughs> and his kids are crazy. Jaden is nuts. Oh yeah, he is crazy pants. Um, but there are certain characters that I mean, it, I forgot it, it was Will Smith. Oh, that's yeah. gonna be terrible. <laughs> and here's the thing: Are you gonna get uh, what's his name, Gilbert Goffrey for uh, Iago, too? Yeah. You sort of want that. You kind of want that. Yeah. Because Gilbert Godfrey is, did the voice of Iago on everything. Robin Williams didn't do the voice for... Aladdin 2. In Aladdin 2. But yeah. he did it in everything else right, except... But somebody except, else has been the genie. There's been two different yeah, genies. Dan there's Dan three, Excuse me. There's been three different genies. There was Robin Williams for all of the... For the, the theatrical version and all of the sequels except for Aladdin 2... And there was a different genie for the animated TV series. Yeah. I thought that was Castellaneta also. I was it? it? Was too. I thought it was. It might have been. Be it might. It might have been. There was only two. It might. You, you may be correct, but I know that there's been at least two. Because that's why now. Now that you said Will Smith, I was like, oh, it should have been Dan Castellaneta. Yeah. Not that he doesn't need the money. Um. But there's there's just certain characters. I mean, we've seen this now with Star Wars, where Star Wars is keeping. You know, with the new canon and everything, they're keeping the same voice, whether it's on the, a TV series, you know, an animated short. That's part of the reason why I don't. The, the second part that Nick Nolte is not Boba Fett. That, yeah, I know. I'm just that was just. If you're gonna change the voice in Empire. Don't give me Nick Nolte as Boba. No, Fett. I, it, it was just kind of a joke that you know no, that's what he Gary looks like Busey. after being in the Sarlacc pit. I take Gary Busey as Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was wild, man. Castellano was the only other genie. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. It was only two. Um. I, I thought you should use the uh, the uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but the gentleman that did the uh, genie for Broadway performance. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, that's no, who I. Amazing. That's and, who I thought and, you and should use. And I'll forgive the Broadway performance because there's no way you would even if if Robin Williams is still alive, he would not be performing on sure. Broadway and traveling the world as the genie. He's right. Amazing. Oh, he's totally amazing. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, and yeah, that that would have been because you don't that the the the, the Voice acting world for these movies now sucks because if you're a voice actor, you're screwed. Oh, Will totally. It's going to take your job. Totally. And he's going to make it Will Smith. That the, my fear for Will Smith is is the criticism all the way back when he did that Shark Tale movie. Yeah. Was that that character is Will Smith? Mm-hmm. Well, look the at the, the fish. The fish's ears. The fish's yeah. got big ears. It's got the big yeah. eyes. You know, it, it's Will Smith. Yeah. Got the. <laughs> It's, it's the boys. Fresh Prince. Yeah, Fresh Prince, Bad Boys yeah. type Can't wait mix. for Bad Boys 3, where they run the Ooh, CIA. I can. Um, it was going to be amazing. So who do you, do you think Nick Nolte is, like some old Mandalorian 
warrior that they... Well, we don't... Or do you think he's of, like a Jedi or well, something? Well, remember, they've only given you one Mandalorian. They've said so far, there's only one Mandalorian. It's the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. The, the whole thing is him in the fringes of the galaxy post-Return of the Jedi. Right. Now, I've said that I think the final scene of that first season is Boba Fett. Yeah. Standing in a doorway, you know, like the Mandalorians will rise again or whatever. But again, we've have, we have canon stories that take place after Jedi... Mandalorians aren't a thing. Right. Now, you set it out in the middle of nowhere, okay, that's pretty easy enough to do. Well, that's why you stick around, you know, where Jakar, or Jakku, and all these other, you well, know. Well, much like Tatooine, <laughs> Jakku has a huge influence on the post-Return of the Jedi world. Right. So, even then, if you put the Mandalorians on Jakku, it's not going to work. Because Which it seems like... three places. You've, you've seen Jakku three times post-Jedi, if you're including the books, and he's not there, so... But if you make them into another part of the galaxy of like, hey, these four planets or this system is a Mandalorian system. Yeah. That works. But that's way down the line. This is, seems to be, it's going to be... Have you noticed that everything Wild seems Wild to be West, heading it's towards... Gonna be the, it's going to be the Riflemen. It's going to be, you know... Oh, it's, it's good, Dillon. bad, and the ugly. Yeah. This, this is, so Nick Nolte can be... Literally everybody in this can be anyone. Right. Gina Carano's in it. Like I said, hopefully she doesn't have anything to say. And if you're going for that <laughs> Western feel... Nick Nolte's a good character person to put in. Everybody's a good character to do because you can do whatever you want. You're not playing, Clint Eastwood's going to show up. You're not playing. I'd be fine Get off my lawn. No, he's got to drive cocaine across the country. Oh, he's the mule. That's right. Uh, have you noticed that everything is starting to be pushed towards? Here's the pun intended, and put this in air quotes. The galaxy's edge. Yeah. Everything. Everything is right now. Well, focusing you have... on you know within Mar the Marvel comics, whether it's you know the one of the problems, the cartoons, have, everything. One of the problems you have when you have this many people working on a story is that you start to step over everybody. This is what happened with Lucasfilm when they first did the book right. and the comic. They don't make sense in timeline wise because in the book they're on Corsican, Corsican, everything's fine. The comic book takes place six months later, and the Empire is fighting its civil war through the streets of Corsican. Yeah, they're like this doesn't because you're just not there. The way to not step on everything is look. Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams and Chuck Winding are doing this thread line yeah. of what happens with the Senate and the galaxy and everything going forward. Mm -hmm. Nobody else gets to touch that. You don't get... If, if you're looking at, at John Farber and like, you can't go to Coruscant, you can't go to Alderaan, not Alderaan, uh, you can't go to, to, to well, Corellia, you, so. you can't go to... Leave all that alone. Can't go to Jakku. Yeah, can't go it's to... It's all stuff that you can't touch. When, when the Lucas, car and... When Lucas was doing the stuff with... When he sold the things, like, yeah, Dark Horse can do this or whatever. Don't touch 20 years before. Can't go to Yemen. You, uh... Yemen? I said the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, one, no one caught that when I said the car, so I just was keep going on with other names of, you know, desert be... areas. <laughs> uh, so I, I think pushing it to the edges is so that it doesn't get in the way. Yeah. And you have to end up retconning a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, you have people, well, we told the origin of Darth Maul. What? Baloney wants to change it? Oh, well. Gotta change that now. <laughs> He's not a Zabrik anymore. <laughs> He's from Dathomir for somehow. Okay, so let's see. The Zabriks. Okay, so the Night Witches. All right, here we go. Night Witches went to Zabrik, stole the Zabriks as children, and brought them. Stole the strongest so warrior. They could bloodlines. the Night Witches. That's the only way you get more Night Witches. And then their witches. Their see, they took the strongest bloodlines that were within the Force. Mm -hmm. 
of the Zabriks and brought them to Dathomir to... Well, obviously they didn't because Ethkoth would have never made it as a master. Right. If he was stolen. No, it was, it was... I think the retcon was that they took them to be their slaves. Yes. As male slaves, and that's what they were... They were allowed to copulate with the knight. With only certain... Yeah. You, you had to be chosen to be able to copulate or something. You get a rancor for some reason. Yeah. Well, that was where rancors were supposed to be from at one point. Dathomir? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, sticking in the Star Wars universe... It's interesting to go back and read Courtship of Princess Leia, like, all of this. Oh, movie. yeah. It's so much of it. <laughs> the, the Night Witches are just this little thing in the middle that, like, creators, ten years later, hooked on to, like, this is awesome! I love of, this, this whole coven of witches using the Force with their magic powers. It was the look of Mother Townsend that caused it. Yeah. Mother Townsend. <laughs> all I know is I really wish I'd gotten it. Yeah, I know. I, I would love to. I wanted that one. The, the, Force, uh, the Force Unleashed one was awesome. Um, so sticking with Star Wars, Cassian finds its showrunner. Cassian. Cassian. I said Cassian, didn't I? Yeah. I always say Cassian. He's not from Morocco. I know. Cassie. Cassian. Cassie? Cassie. I'm just calling Cass. Oh, wait. We already have a character named Cass. <laughs> Cassie finds its showrunner. Just <laughs> good Cassie. That's um, terrible because... I hope they go back to that one uh, asteroid planet, you know, the, the where you see the streets where um, where he find where it starts out in, oh, in yeah, Rogue yeah. One. I was like asteroid planet. What are you talking about? Yes, the whatever. whatever I forget what it was, but uh, that place that was interesting. Um, they did go to it in not Resistance. Something went to it. Uh, something I just saw. Lego Crap. No, it was it was it was Lego All Stars. Yeah. Which that, those, last two. those are pretty interesting. Those are crazy. Yeah, they are. But yeah, that's what it was. Lego Lego All Stars went to to it. That but that place just it's fascinating because it's kind of you know it's almost nowhere from. That's, I knew it. Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like the only reason you love it is because it's nowhere in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> but it's also it's just that. Epic Star Wars shows up in the Star Wars it's, universe. It's that it's that. Basically, it's the cantina just as a planet, you know. It's a sci-fi yeah. Trope. yeah. Oh, totally. It's a very sci-fi total trope. sci-fi trope. Just like uh, the desert planet. That's in. <laughs> wait. The whole planet is desert. Yes, and this whole planet is forest, and this whole planet is ice. That's not how planets work, George. <laughs> Shut up. It's another side of the universe. Physics are different. Uh, what do you think about the showrunner? I love it. Oh, that was a great choice. Yeah. The guy who ran the Americans. Sure. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Better the Americans is the showrunner for, for Cassian and or Chronicles, whatever. Which, mm-hmm. to me, that says it's going to be a lot of spy... Joe something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Smith, isn't it? Stephen Smith, something like that? Mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith? I don't know. It's it, a white it, name because he's white. Now <laughs> and I have a real hard problem. It's going gonna, gonna to have a lot of espionage and a lot of black ops type things, which is exactly well, what I wanted for the you show. You're not going to be able to do that as... You know, everything is an action picture. Right. You know, I mean, hopefully you'll get that here and there. But something like Americans or Alias and those types of shows, in terms of intelligence gathering and what have you, I think it's it's. I just want. I'm waiting for them to announce that General what's his face is in General Draven. Was that the guy from Rogue One? Yeah. Yeah. No, not from Rogue One. I thought that was the Draven was uh, Solo. No, that's no, that not Draven. Draven. That's that was Dryden. Dryden. There's a lot. There's a lot of close ones. Yeah. <laughs> give me him. So give me um. 
Tomato, I want, tomato. I want, I want Blue Leader, too. That guy was awesome. Yes. I'd love to see Blue Leader. He's got to be in, in at least an episode or two, because he dies such an endogamous death on Scarab. What about, uh, would you want to see uh, Raddick or any of the Mon Calamari? Or oh, I, could see, I could see Raddus in it. Or Raddus, I mean, not Raddick. Raddus. Raddus? Oh, no, Raddus. Raddus, yeah. It's, it's R-A-D-D-U-S. Yeah. Um, maybe it's U-U-S, but... Yes, it's close yeah. to Raditz yeah, yeah, yeah. from Dragon Ball Z. I don't want to say all the names are coming together. But, I, a lot but of, I'm sure. Uh, you, there's so many of those characters from Rogue One that you can use. Anybody in that in that special ops group, that the, 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 the assault mm-hmm. group on Scarif. The question is how close to Rogue One do you think they're going to put it? Or do you think... Probably you, 18 months to a year. Or do you think... That gives you a lot of time. Because if you think of it... It does, know, but... Or, who? Joe Weisberg? Oh, the showrunner. Oh, I mean that was it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty white. Um, it does, but if you said it said, five said years it, or, or more back, like he's like they're too early. No, I mean, he's he's not that old. So you don't do it. So you don't do it as almost like Rebels, where it's a uh, yeah, a cell. I, I wouldn't want to. You actually have already, him working for Rebels. the Rebel Alliance as a saboteur, or as you get to, well. I, you, Steve, I, no, I think it was Stephen Schiff. Okay. I think Stephen Schiff is it. The other good. Uh, be the great other, because we're actually talking about it if we knew who it was. Right. Uh, um, no, I want it closer because you can use those characters and because you have that. As the, the rebellion starts to... You've already had that... It's Steven Schiff. Yeah, you already have that split between a group like Saw Gerrera. You already have this coalition of the alliance of people who are politicians who want to capitulate to the Empire... And you have the group of, like, Radis's group of, like, no, we need to start fighting. You know, this is the first big thing that happens is all the way up in Rogue One. Right. We're talking about Rebels. That's one of the things that Rebels had to, as I think creatively, had to fight against with this idea that they couldn't be this cohesive unit who really scores a victory. Right. Because the first victory is Scarif slash the Death Star. It's the first big thing for the rebellion of putting these groups together. What we see in Rogue One is a Rebel group that's very splintered. You have Mon Mothma and, mm-hmm. and Senator Bail Organa, what we know as the Rebellion. And then you have, uh, on Jedha, you have a guy who you find out in other, in, in other novels straight up murder citizens left and right, right to help his cause to prove that the Empire is bad and he's all crazy. Well, then you had, so, you had so Empress Nest. Care, you know, where group. you're at, you're at a point in which these different... And then you, when you get to the council group, of them trying to figure out to, to and you have these groups like there's no way we're doing this we're not going to go attack Scarif you're out of your mind right what do you no 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 we're, we're, I, I'm not going to do that I'm not which that was they, that was the first time the fleet was yeah. all pulled together because you remember in Rebels Radis, Radis is leaving well, he leaves on his own he doesn't get that order from Mon Mothma right well because at the end towards the end of Rebels they talk about the fleet starting to pull together yeah because you and had even if, if you're reading the comic book you realize that that was the fleet and it's gone so do you think because maybe that's, big, that's one of the big stories in the comic book is Leia trying to put the fleet back together, right? To try and find a way to get enough ships to make a fleet where they can make an impact against the Empire. Do you think maybe we'll get the episode in this where we finally see the uh, Rebel Alliance getting the X wings for the first time? You already have the X wings in Rebels. You don't see them get them. You see, all of a sudden they appear out of hi- hyperspace. It's too early to me. Like it's not. No, it is right up against there, isn't it? Yeah, they they put they all of a sudden <clears throat> that last. Five or six episodes. I I, I, that that story is not interesting to me at all. There's no reason for it. It's just they happen. That's great. That was one of the things that everybody always you know talked about wanting to see was the really alliance getting you them. You said 
you wanted to see it. I've never heard anybody else talk about it. That story is already in West End Games. Yeah. I'll go dig out my source book. I'll show you the story. It's a little thing. <laughs> it's just a little it's, thing. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's just a little tiny thing. They developed it for the Empire, stole the plans, and jumped on a, on a rebel freighter and left. And then yeah. they went and built it. So, you know, so you That's just for like a five-minute short story. Yeah. Well, you have it as part of an episode of, of you know, the Cassian. No, I'm, I'm good without it. Because, again, I mean, I, I think you're putting it that that short amount. Too much emphasis before, on it. I mean, you put yourself as two years to, to a year before Rogue One, and you've got a lot of time to tell stories that don't have to uh, push up right against it. You can have two, three seasons... Before the last episode has to be right. We need you. We need you to come talk to this girl. She's in the, the waiting room. There. Well, everybody was. Everybody's that. talking about they. Uh, they want to see because the, the other thing is if you the meet up between Kazin and K two. It's already been done. Yes, I know. Yeah, so that's the other thing is is that story is done. So if you're going to put K two in the series, you have to put it after that. Right, and that is set fairly close to Rogue One. Because mm-hmm. if you're giving me Cassian and you're not giving me K two, I have a problem with your series. Really? Yes. I, you you got to give me K two. If you're going to give me that series and you're not going to put K two in it, that'd be like having uh, Han without Chewie. Well, no, with the uh, L three and Lando. Yeah. If you're going to give me Lando, C three PO and R two. If you're going to give me Lando before yeah. Solo, it's got to have L three in it. Yeah. To me. Because we know what happens to L three after she becomes Han's consort because she's a part of the Falcon. Yeah, and she was an astromech in the beginning. That was a great story. It, they tell it in the. Um, so she transferred her consciousness into a different droid, then. No, or she transformed her body into a different droid. What the hell? So she was she was the one of the older old uh, the old Republic astromechs, the ones okay. before the R two units and all those, yeah. the ones that had the four legs. Okay. You know, as you see in Knights of the Old Republic and everything. So she, her owner didn't wipe her mind. So she kept her conscious, kind of like R2, kept growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And one time he left the restraining bolt off and she decided she wanted to be free. So there were other parts laying around. So she started using her utility arms to transfer herself into a biped and walked out. Huh. That's awesome. I thought that was a great story to put in. They, they put that in that, uh, in the, it was a solo expansion, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I thought that was a great story, and it really tells you her character. Yeah, that's cool. And it makes it so much worse when they rape her and put her into the Falcon. <laughs> put her in the Falcon, yeah. Which the book also tries to they tries alleviate. To... <laughs> like, hey, wait, guys, no, 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 it's okay. But then, the, the, you know, they tried to make it as okay, but then they kept saying that, you know, her mind, she's losing her mind more to the Falcon, and it's being... But yeah. it's also she she realizes she would have made the same choice. Yeah, that was I think the that was the big the thing. most telling line of someone from HR calling was <laughs> she has to accept the fact that this is the only way to save Lando yeah, yeah. and the people that sh- that he's now quote unquote friends with yeah. is she has to be a part of because she can't survive in her own body right she has to be a part of the Falcon and that gets them out of the mall yeah um, speaking about true heroes Captain America. Russo brothers are saying that hold the phone. Chris Evans may not be leaving behind the shield yet. Curveball. Yeah. Oh, total. I, that's yeah. what I totally think it is. It's, I think it, it's one of those. Um, it's almost like 
when when Long Halloween came out, you know, Batman Long Halloween, what, so many years ago, everyone had guessed it was the Riddler from the start. Right. And so, when you get to the final issue, and they reveal who the real killer is, but also how it's sort of the Riddler. Yeah. It was almost like, oh, geez. Yeah, just change it. Just, yeah, flip that on its side. They already figured it out. You know, it's almost something here where, as soon as, as, soon as Chris Evans put that out, oh, this is whips. Um, as soon as they put out that tweet, I felt I looked at it and I said, "This ninety percent confirms what I already right. was going to happen." But then the Russo brothers said, "No, no, no! It wasn't really that he was that Chris Evans was so upset because they're more upset, and it made it sound like they're leaving the MCU and not directing anymore." Well, so I, I, think... I could see that because they put such a—I mean, almost like like Josh Whedon and John Farber put such a big stamp on the first two phases, right? That the Russo brothers are the stamp for Phase everything three. up to it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Because, you know, Sebastian tells that story where it was basically Marvel asked them, what would you guys do? And they laid it out in front of them. They're like, let's do it. Yeah. Let, let's go. Because, you know, five years ago, we thought uh, Joss Whedon was doing Joss. Infinity Gauntlet. I always say Joss. You always think it's Josh. Uh, it sounded Joss. like you said Joss. I always say Joss. So, Josh Whedon was doing... It's Josh. I'm telling you, it's Josh. I, okay, it's, I know it's Josh. Your boyfriend was supposed to do... There we go. Uh, was supposed to do Infinity War. Yes, he was. And he never did it. No, he didn't. Because after Age of Ultron, he was done. Yes. So, I think the Russo brothers... And, and I almost feel like maybe Whedon could be pissed because the Russo brothers seem to have more freedom than he had on Age of Ultron. Because it almost feels like Whedon laid out this plan and like, God, that's boring. So, no, we don't want to do that. You have to get them started because we're going to do Civil War. And the right. The Russo brothers knew how to do Civil War. And once you do Winter Soldier, like, I can already do Civil War. They did, they did Winter Soldier, right? They did Winter Soldier. Yeah. Winter Soldier was their first one. Right. And then after that, they, they told them what they would do for Civil War. They pretty much have set what Cap is. Because you, you do Winter Soldier, and then the, 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 the thing that Whedon seemed to have a problem with was that he didn't want to do... The stuff that would lead to civil war. Right. He wanted more of that interaction or whatever. He didn't want to do as much of the fighting or whatever. And he didn't... It felt like reading between the lines of him saying, I don't want to do these films anymore, was Marvel told me what I had to do on, on Age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. And if the Russo brothers come beforehand and say, we're going to do this in Winter Soldier, we're going to do this in Civil War, we're going to do this in Avengers 4 or 3 and 4. Yeah, we love all that. You're not telling them what to do anymore. There's like, you already told us what you're doing, and we're okay with all of it, so right. go. And I think I, I think it's a good idea for them to walk away after four. It would be a good it would be good for them and Because what else are they gonna do? To be how do you done. top that? Yeah. Right. You're well you've already do... you yeah, how really, how do you top that that something that you've been building for since the beginning? Especially you're, you're for talking a finale. That, that brings up the bigger issue of how are they gonna top that? What are they going to do in five more years? What's the next big thing where you're going to have all these Avengers together? I, I honestly... Do you do Infinity? I, the, the Invasion? Annihilation? That type of thing? That's the only thing I can think of. But even then, the baseline of that is nowhere near as interesting to me as what Infinity Gauntlet is because you have Thanos versus whoever you decide to lead Annihilation, whether it's the, the, the bug or whatever. It's not as fascinating. No. And God forbid you do Secret Empire because it sucks. Like, it, it works as a comic and it's kind of fun and weird. That would never work on screen to me. Secret Invasion or Secret Empire? Secret Empire. What about Nazi Secret Canada? War? Secret War is the same thing. Secret Wars doesn't work for me either. 
Like, Secret Wars doesn't work because it's just... It, it's Secret Wars is actually really boring. Secret Wars is this big thing because at the time, nobody did this. Right. Let's take all the heroes we love, throw them on a planet, and make them fight each other. Great. Well, they'd also been building for it for years that you didn't really realize. You know, there were little hints of, of Secret Wars... Or, not Secret Wars. I mean, uh, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion, yeah. Secret Invasions might be... It's very Earth-centric, yeah. which might be something they want to do. It's a, great I mean, you already, use, it's a great way to use the Fantastic Four. You're already you're introducing the Skrulls in, in yeah, so Captain Marvel. I could see them doing it, but even then, you, you, what I'm hoping Marvel fans realize, and this is actually something that was funny, because we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now, in terms of how you react to films. Right. And this age of cynicism and this I don't like anything, I think some of that is when you're not self-aware to realize Nothing's ever going to be better than something you've already had. Sure. Nothing for me. That's why everybody remakes everything. Well, now. but that's the thing is is but I'm talking as a fan. I'm talking you as a fan for yourself. When you walk into Star Wars Episode Nine, understand it's not going to be Empire Strikes Back. Right. And then that lets you move forward. I find a lot of people that in everything that they do, they think this is going to be better than everything else. That well, they also done. want that nostalgia of it. There's the, the nostalgia and all those pieces, and that's the problem with some of the nostalgia stuff, is Star Wars now is never going to be what Star Wars was to me when I was eight. No. And most people don't understand that. Right. That's the problem. Well, that's the problem with that's the, the, problem that's problem problem the Last Jedi. When you can move forward with it and understand that I'm going to get these pieces that are different to me. Mm-hmm. I love Rogue One and Last Jedi in very different ways than I loved Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Right. Because they're not Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and that's fine. And you can do, comic books are the same thing. It's all stemmed from a friend of mine asking me, "Do you think you'll ever find your most favorite comic going forward?" And I'm like, "No. There's no way that's going to beat the four or five in my head that I'm going is the greatest comic books I've ever read." Because your experience. Wait, do you mean you'll never find another great comic book? No, or... no, no. I'm never going to find anything that's going to replace what's already my favorite. Oh no, yeah. Most people don't understand that, especially when they're younger, when they're 18 to 25. In my eyes, I see a lot of people with 18 to 25 going, this has got to be the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Right. You saw it with Infinity War. I went and saw Infinity War. I loved it. It was amazing. Still didn't have the same reaction I had to Winter Soldier. No. Me, well, or me not later, even but... the first Avengers movie. Yeah, too. true. That, well, that first time you see the Avengers together and they do that, that never, spin around. You're never going to see that again. Yeah. No. So that's, and you have to let that go. I find that a lot of fans don't, and that's where you have... It, you have Unless you're that, DC that and you on. rebuild your universe. Your cynicism, and... your cynicism towards these types of things is because it doesn't give you a better experience than what you had before. Right. And you don't un- accept that that's okay. Right. Civil War is inferior to Winter Soldier to me. But it doesn't mean it's bad. Right. It just means I've got Winter Soldier up here, and a couple steps below it I have Civil War that I enjoyed like like hell. Sure. And then I have Ant-Man down towards here. Again, not my favorite. Not a bad oh. film, but I'll accept it. Star Wars is the same thing. Movies, TV, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I'm never going to probably have the same experience I had even just a few years ago discovering and watching Justified. It just isn't right. going to happen. And that's fine. So I'll find something like the new Voltron and binge through it and just go, oh my god, this is amazing and but this is awesome, but they're not going to be favorites. The thing with the Russo brothers and the thing with Marvel as a whole going forward is we're hoping Marvel fans understand that once you get past Avengers 4, 
whatever this is, and in the hands of creators that you already know and love, the hands of these actors that you know and love, it's never going to be this good again. It just isn't. Right. Not even if so they put ADX up there. you have to let it go. you got to let it go and go forward knowing everything's going to be a diminished returns, but not in a way that they're worthless. And that's that brings in the whole conversation of the this or you know the, the black and white and this is it's like what do you like better Rogue One or Solo Rogue One oh you hate Solo that's the that's the zeitgeist it's only, that we're getting it's only diminished returns if you don't get something new out of it or a new experience out of it if no, you're it's, expecting it's, to it's have that same experience it can't that's what I'm saying it's diminished returns because you can't you're never gonna get a two part Infinity Gauntlet ever again you just can't right ten years that leads up to the biggest story that they've done. With two directors, creators, and and in you know people that hold this sphere that know how to make this movie to make a two and a half hour part one that you absolutely fall in love with that has Chris Evans playing Captain America as as, as Captain America ish as you ever want. Sure. Robert Downey Jr. Doctor Strange is huge in this. Your freaking Guardians of the Galaxy are ginormous. Yeah. Spider Man is amazing. Spider Man is amazing. The Black Order is amazing. You have a great villain in Thanos who understandably explain something where as a fan you just go yeah can i get that but when you're even when you're using this many characters each one of them gets their own special moment this is never happening again right understand that and move forward you're getting diminished returns in terms of it can't it literally can't there is no way that ant-man 3 is going to be infinity war what about infinity war part 2 that's what i'm talking about do you think that the second part of this is going to be as it's it's one film to me i mean unless unless they do something drastically different those two films are part one and part two. It's sure. Exactly how, I, I all but guarantee you Wednesday we're going to find out it's Infinity War part two, you know, or it's going to be Infinity Forever or whatever the title's going to be. Remember, we don't even know the title yet. That's what everybody's been thinking. It's going to be Infinity Forever to go into the I Infinity. Think Avengers, I think it's Avengers Forever. It'll be interesting if they do. I, I, I really think it's going to be Avengers Forever is going to be the title of it. Because well, it's not Avengers Infinity War, no. technically. It's, but well, no, it is, isn't it? Is, yeah. it, is it Avengers? Is it Avengers Infinity? No, it's... Infinity, it's, it's Avengers. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the, the series that was done years and years ago. It was Avengers Forever. Yes, there was a series. Right. Because yeah. a, a lot of people have thought that's what it's going to lead into is Avengers Forever. That was some of the rumor that it was going to be. Avengers or, Forever plays a part of it. Right. Or thought of being Avengers Assemble because they're all coming that's back the, together. The two, the two that I think is either Avengers Assemble or Avengers Forever. Because they make sense. Yeah. Avengers Forever to me makes sense because you're losing Avengers, but you're not. You're losing... Parts of it to me, sure. Because I still, I still think Tony and Steve both die in that film. I'm pretty and going yeah. forward. It's still there's still an Avengers team. It's almost like the end of um, uh, the end of Age of is it the end of Age of Ultron with the new team. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the end of Age of Ultron. It's sort of like you knew that Hulk was Hulk's gone, and 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 Tony doesn't want to be a part of this anymore. There's still an Avengers team. There's no more Avengers Tower. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're in the bunker, and they've got... So there is that sense, I think, for this is, is telling, even telling fans, you're losing people from the Avengers, but we're going to have a new Avengers team, and it's going to be Captain Marvel and, and War Machine. And do you think Never it's going to be Captain... Shield. Do you think it'll be what uh, Captain Marvel's led Avengers? You know, like you've seen in the comics as of late? I don't. I don't know who takes the team from there. Do you think they'll? Do you think we'll get new Avengers that haven't been on screen before? No. Because I, I don't think they're gonna I don't, introduce anybody. Yeah, it, it's a short window to introduce people for. It's a very short. I, window. I mean, there's a reason why 
Black Panther was released before Avengers Infinity War, and there's a reason why. Well, because you Captain remember, Marvel's even, coming out before Avengers. They War. even did the. They even did a cartoon with you know, the Avengers cartoon that they've had running on uh, on Disney XD for the oh, long yeah, time, like nine hours. What the? <laughs> like we've been going um, forever. The team was led by Captain Marvel and Black Panther. Was that one eleven? The, the animated Marvel. team was led by Captain Marvel and Black Panther, if while you, Tony and, if you and want everybody me to put were gone. Money on it, Black Panther is going to be a choice both in the character they've created and the marketing that you can do. Sure. Oh yeah. Black Panther and Rhodey and Captain Marvel and Scarlet Witch and Vision. Monica Rambeau. She's going to be. I would assume she'll be yeah. Photon. Well, speaking of Scarlet Witch and Vision, it was just announced that Vision will be joining the Scarlet Witch. Candy's dead. None I know. Guys are ever coming back. <laughs> Scarlet Witch on Although the. Although he is killed before the snap. That's on the, the streaming thing. servers. Yeah. Not I, by, did by, you? Not did, I mean, did you not think that he that would be a part of it? I wouldn't be surprised actually one way or the other. Simply because if it's a Scarlet Witch series, you don't necessarily need the Vision. Sure. But it, I'm happy to have him there. I well, here's the other thing. Russo brothers. Anything that gives me more Paul Bettany is fine by me. The Russo brothers also said this week that. Uh, Loki is dead. There's swerve, no, there's no ball. swerve or anything. That's what they're saying. Is there's no swerve yeah, or anything. No Loki swerve. is dead in Avengers four, or dies in Avengers four. Yeah, but he comes back. Excuse me, dies <laughs> in Avengers three. Well, that's the thing is they can. That, that's wording. You can say everybody dies in Avengers three. Right, but they said whether he they, he's officially dead. Yeah, is, yeah. It's swerve ball. Well, the the reason that I think he doesn't come back is the reason in, in my this is all my conjecture opinion is the reason that Thor can't use the glove because everyone has to have a fault while they can't use it right you know if I'm going to reverse the snap I'm going to reverse the snap and I'm going to bring Loki back right and he can't do that or else everything gets screwed up so, so what that's is, why it, go, it goes to Steve because Steve is the only one that has the wherewithal and the fortitude and the moral, the, the moral compass to just reverse the snap and nothing else. Right. He doesn't save Peggy. He doesn't change World War II. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything else. That's all he does. Everybody else says, I'm going to do something wrong. Yeah. Spider, or Peter would bring back Uncle Ben. Peter would bring back Uncle Ben. All the mistakes Tony would that bring Tony, his parents back. Tony no. wouldn't even bring his parents back. Tony doesn't create Ultron. Right. Uh... uh Rhodey fixes his spine and or something else that they can come Bruce up with. Bruce doesn't create the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Strange doesn't have the accident because in the end he realizes, I really don't want to be this person. I just want to be my surgeon again. Whatever you want. The Guardian? Oh, no. Peter would want to bring oh, yeah. back his mom. Peter brings back his mom. Everybody has Gamora would want to... Yeah. Gamora's dead. Well, yes. She was... Dra- out of the people that we know Drax would there, want to bring back his out wife. Out of the people we know we there and the characters they've created, Steve is the only one that would be able to put on the gauntlet and only reverse the snap. Maybe Groot. And that kills them. No, because Groot would make everybody into trees. <laughs> Groot would want his planet back. Or he'd make himself a human or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they would come up with those I'm reasons. Be a real boy. I want to be a real boy. Great <laughs> <laughs> Geppetto. But it's, speaking of which. But it's, Pino- but it's Pinocchio and he just says Groot the whole time. What do you think? Yeah. He can't <laughs> speak as That's a real boy. That's the end of Avengers just... 4. Everybody just says I am Groot. <laughs> he gets the glove and puts it on and just closes his eyes and then you go back and you just see Chris Evans. I am Groot. Just becomes I'm, a whole big no, old... I'm Steve. I am I'm Steve. Groot. Malkovich. Malkovich. I am Steve. Malkovich. I am Steve. I am Steve. <laughs> I am Tony. I am Tony. I am Tony. 
um, I'm Natasha. Oh, this sucks. Mine's longer than everybody else. What do you think of uh, Tom Hanks uh, getting cast as Geppetto? He is Geppetto. Yeah. Oh, totally. He's going to make a good real boy. Ugh. That's what I want to see. I want to see that accent. I'm more interested to see what kind of hair he has because, man, he's made some bad hair choices in films. Yeah. The long hair? You know Any hair. <laughs> um, he's such a bad... They, they show, the picture they put next to him, he's got glasses on him. Like, he's Geppetto. Right. It's literally like he went back in time and walk, walked up to Walt Disney and said, yo, this is it. Make me just a little more Italian. But he's also played Disney before, so... Oh, yeah. Um, all right, so finally, sticking with Marvel and Disney, Daredevil has been canceled from Netflix. We said this was going to happen. We did. But I mean we're not but we said that well we figured that all of these were going to be canceled from Netflix to possibly go to Disney streaming service. Well, that's the thing is is the second part of this is that it is pretty obvious Disney Play is not picking them up. No. So what and this is what Brandon was talking about on the on the thread on on the Nerdles Facebook page, was they've said that a million times. It's not going to Disney Play. Oh, and let, you know. And then I saw an article that said, "Well, it won't go to Disney Play unless they revamp these characters." You know where they're. Why, but you've it's not as dark. But you've established them in the universe as they are. Here's right. the thing, because this is this is kind of this whole weird conjecture of that's all over the place. And there are some things that make sense, and there's things that, uh, that doesn't. One of it is Disney's taking everything, everything else back. This isn't Disney because as Netflix has said, only we have the power to cancel these series. Right. What it seemed to be is, and, and I can't find anyone who knows for sure, but there's a lot of conjecture is that the deal was to make one season of each of these, and then Disney just didn't do anything, or Marvel Films didn't do anything. They're like, you can just keep going. Well, it was, yeah, it was yeah. originally they were. But, going... but the thing is. If you have Netflix that is that is losing all of its Star Wars films, all of its Disney films, all of its Pirates of the Caribbean films, all of its Disney TV, whatever it is, almost a sense of we're taking our toys and going home. Why am I going to keep making Marvel Correct. productions? Especially when I've seen, and this is the thing that a lot of people weren't talking about, Disney Play already has three series, mm-hmm. Marvel-centric series, that are starring movie stars. Right. Why would you make any of these? You're already spending, you're, you're ostensibly spending, let's say, $100 million. They're spending $100 million on The Mandalorian. Right. Right? you got to be sending some, something close to that to Cap and Bucky, or uh, 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 okay. Sam and Bucky. You're probably spending close to that to Loki. Yeah. You're probably spending le- close to that for Scarlet Witch and Vision. You have... Probably you have, more than that with Scarlet well, Witch, because Paul, there's more power. If you're going to pay Paul Bettany to do Vision in even two of those episodes, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So... If you're doing that, why the F am I doing Cage and Daredevil? Right. It's just not happening. If they're doing that, if I'm Netflix, why the hell am I doing Cage and Daredevil? Right. Because I'm not competing with that. So, I don't think we see these characters for a long time. Well, Disney did say that this isn't the last time we will see Daredevil. And it almost made, the way they made it sound was almost in this form. This, so there's maybe a possibility that these characters get taken well, over. There's another thing that people are forgetting. Kevin Feige and Jeff Loeb do not like each other. Yes. Jeff Loeb is in charge of these characters as Disney TV. Kevin Feige is in charge of the Disney play characters. That's right. not Jeff Loeb. It's Disney films as a studio with these movie-centric is going to be what's going to do the content for Disney play. Right. 
Jeff Loeb may be out of a job. Well, but here, well, he's probably not because you'll still have network stuff, unless they bring in somebody else. I mean, you could you could get Casada to come over from. Well, you've got executive producers on those things already. Yeah, you know that it is. But I mean, how much network stuff are you really doing here? Well, I mean, you're, you're still you're still doing network stuff because you know you got all, one more season of Shield. Maybe, maybe you got you've Shield. Got you've got. Um, You've got all the Cloak cartoons. and Dagger. You got Cloak. the cartoons. You've got right, but none of that. All the X Men stuff here's on the TV because all that stuff isn't connected to their Marvel uni- movie universe. So um, Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger is who cares? Cloak and Dagger is as close as well, that, the Netflix stuff and Runaways. Right, but Netflix and and the Runaways and stuff. What people are saying is there's almost none. That was bugging me too. There's <laughs> there's almost none of that really, and as as they've gotten more and more seasons in, it just doesn't really have anything. To right. Do with well, them. they 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 kind of they made purposely away. Well, they purposely put themselves behind what's going on with the films. Right. So that but way, yeah, there isn't as much connection. Right. There isn't. There, there, I you said have to have it with the with the characters that they picked for those three series. Loki aside, if you put it in the past. It has to connect to the films. Sure. They just those well, Scarlet Witch and Vision ha- have to. So does Bucky and, and, and Sam. Ca- yeah. If you set Bucky and Sam after Avengers four, there's no way it doesn't connect to Avengers four. Correct. Who's gonna wield the shield? It's gonna. I still think that's what you do. Yeah. Um, but I I said you you could take these shows and you put them on the on Hulu, which will now be owned sixty percent by Disney. Unless something major happens, but it's still money. It's Disney producing because remember they're not producing them. Right. Netflix is giving them the money to produce. Them. But uh, well, Hulu's producing. Hulu's doing the same deal that Netflix was doing for Runaways. Right. But Whereas Runaways ABC Television, which is still overseeing Runaways and all the Netflix stuff, does uh, Shield and Cloak and Dagger. But so that it's still that's where Jeff Loeb Jeff Loeb is yeah, the no, Marvel liaison for ABC television. At this point, now that you've taken them away from Netflix, if you move them to Hulu, I don't think Hulu's paying for them. I just I think that Hulu becomes your Disney adult and the way, distribution area. Mm, adult's such a strong word because I really sure. think that the, the Netflix stuff could exist on Disney Play without a problem. I think people blow that out of proportion. The only thing that might not is Punisher. Yeah, and that's probably a character you're never going to use again in his own series. Right. After that, whatever the second season is going to be. It's stuff that, it's characters that you're probably never going to fold into your movie universe. You're never making a Daredevil. Jessica Jones, I mean, you could tone Jessica Jones down. I mean, you've already done that with Alias. You just, it just doesn't feel to me like we're going to see these anytime soon. Because And there's two reasons. One, it's the money to produce something when Disney's already producing series for disney play and two it's the fact that cage got canceled apparently because netflix and and the the showrunners for cage did not agree on what cage season right. three was going to be so it, it feels like in in if you're netflix why are you spending money to make content that everybody thinks is marvels when you have a whole bunch of money to make content that's superior that's completely yours that you have better rights and action. Oh, sure, and sure. people aren't bitching at you like, why don't you make it more like the movies? The why one thing I can say is I guarantee this, well, not guarantee, but I I can see now that they're not going to be doing a Heroes for Hire or... Um, no, the, o- the only ostensible thing I could see them do is cancel all of the, the seasons 
let everybody stew and bitch, you know, like, right. oh, they canceled Jessica Jones, they canceled Punisher. Cancel an and then And then announce Heroes for Hire is their new defenders. It's Jessica, Matt, Luke, and Danny as the Heroes for Hire as sure. a group. And then the Punisher is, is in it somewhere. He can even be the bad guy. Yeah. You know, as they all work as mercs. I don't think that's happening, but in the in the back of my head, I said that would be a fun thing that you could do. Is you're basically pissing everybody off. We're not doing season four of Daredevil. We're not doing season three of Cage. We're not doing season three of Jessica Jones or whatever it is. We're not doing. Uh, we're not doing any. Well, of this. three of Jessica Jones is already. That's three. Okay, so four. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever's upcoming. Whatever that next season is, you cancel all of them. Everyone's like. Oh, and then Netflix makes this big announcement. We're doing Heroes for Hire. It's 20 episodes. Everybody's in it. And yeah. it's all their storylines in one big thing. I don't I, think they're doing that either. Because I think even Avengers Infinity War is coming to... I think it's the last Marvel thing that's going to be on Netflix. Yeah, it comes, Netflix. It comes out on Christmas. Yeah. So I'm actually stupidly excited about it for some reason. Because I haven't seen that in a while. So I was like, oh. Yeah, so, I mean, I just thought it was kind of funny that, you know, we did say that, you know, it, almost like three weeks or th- three weeks or so after well, they've aired, just, they've, can- they've canceled yeah, them. Yeah, it was, yeah, at the time, I had said, when they when they canceled Iron Fist and then they canceled Luke Cage and then they said part of the reason they canceled Luke Cage is because the producers of Luke Cage didn't like what Netflix right. wanted. I thought you could very easily say that they oh, were sure. doing Heroes for Hire for the two of them. But I admitted, if they cancel Daredevil, then yes, it's something different. Right. And when they cancel Daredevil, it's like, okay, something... I'm not saying it's Disney taking it, but I think it has to do with Disney and that Netflix is saying, we don't, want to, we don't want to be in the Disney business anymore. You're taking all of our movies away. Right. And why, am, why are we going to spend money to make content that's connected to your universe when you're going to spend twice as much, three times as much, to do these movie-centric... Well, TV Netflix series. kind of said, "Why, you know, with Disney Play coming out, why are we going to still try to compete and deal with, you know, doing Disney stuff, Disney-owned properties?" They're doing the same thing now with Warner. Like, they just announced after the first of the year, Friends is no longer on Netflix because Warner Brothers is making its own service. So, right. If I'm Warner Brothers and I own Friends, I'm sure as hell not letting it on. Which Netflix. that's another weird one because. It's Warner Brothers who owns Friends, but it was Comcast, Univer- well, Universal, NBC, or whatever the hell they call themselves now, was the, NBC was the distri- yeah, distribution. Yeah, distrib- the distribution, but that's when you had, you had... It's like Big Bang Theory is on CBS, but it's, it's owned Warner Bro- yeah. by Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah, Big Bang Theory streaming will be on that Warner service. Yeah. You know, at some point. Which is why you always see more DC stuff on... Well, you pretty much only see DC stuff. Well, as far as far as like their the statues yeah. or the you know, I mean, you'll see well, Star Wars stuff when they the when they get stuff, well, yeah. uh, the fact that most of the times they dress up, it's uh, it's either uh, Star Trek as a CBS product, right, or it's DC characters as a Time Warner product because you can get those clearances very easily. Yeah, not easily, but you know, you just make a phone call rather than calling six other agents going, I need to talk to somebody at Marvel because I want. You know what's his face to dress up, dress up as Spider Man? No, you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, you, you, know, yeah you, just, you just call your. I mean, you'll see like, him. You'll see him do Star Wars. Yeah. but that's about as far as they go anymore. And even some of the Star Wars stuff, I think, is you can put that in as parody. Yeah. Oh, it's told. You yeah. Know, stuff like you don't have to clear it. Whereas if you're wearing a Flash costume, yes, as a Halloween thing, you might. You don't have R two D two showing up, you yeah. know, but you can put on. You can. Or you it's know, something like when Carrie Fisher's on it, she's Carrie Fisher. Right. So you can. You could argue that 
saying Princess Leia makes sense because it's Carrie Fisher as Carrie Fisher. You can put somebody so. in Jedi robes, but yeah. you know, you know, there was there's one uh, episode when the lights go out and Leonard, you know, uh, or Sheldon's like, "Look, here's my glow stick," and Leonard walks out and goes, "That's not a glow stick," and this is a glow stick, and he's holding the lightsaber. You know, they don't refer to it as a lightsaber. Which is his penis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, the Disney Disney is in such a flux right now. We still don't know what all they're going to do or end up doing. You know, everybody. We know it's all going to be better than DC. So. <laughs> well, I think the Disney thing in terms of flux is is we know at some point, all of these people that have their own streaming service. If you're a if you're a production company, studio or whatever. Everything's going to be on theirs. Yes. That's the thing. When Warner Brothers finally gets their act together and gets that streaming service, that's where we'll find the, the Harry Potter's Warner, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so that's where we'll find Harry Potter. And is, is Harry Potter streaming anywhere right now? Uh, no, I but it it's, it's on uh, Sci-Fi mm-hmm. and U- USA. Yeah, and but that's different. And when you're talking about streaming on demand type of stuff for it, then that's where you, you can say, if, if, you're, if you're... Right now, you cannot just turn on your TV... And have a service that that gets you all seven eight. films. Eight. Eight. There's eight. Seven eight books. films. Seven books. I hope you're gonna. I always think there's six books and seven. Mm-hmm. So eight films. You can't. You can't. When well, Warner technically now there's a, ten films within the universe. Well, but. yeah, but when you you can't find those on a streaming service. When Warner Correct. Brothers has their own streaming service, when Warner Play or Warner Plus or whatever you know, mm-hmm. TWP or whatever they they do. That's where you're gonna find. You it. you can go to Amazon and buy it and rent or rent it. You but can go to Apple, buy it or rent totally it. But different. you can't. Yeah. Go to a, a pay, prepaid. Yeah. There isn't a monthly subscription service that has it, and that's probably what they're waiting for. I mean, that's the reason that we have. Lord of the Rings is Warner Brothers too, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? I think so. Well, it's it's Miramax when it started, but. Pretty sure it's Warner Brothers as well. It probably is in terms of distribution. I think I'm pretty um, sure it is because that'd be fun too. But yeah. like the 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 fact that Rogue One episode eight are on Netflix mm-hmm. in terms of Star Wars, but the originals aren't. And Solo was not gonna be. Probably not. I don't think it is. Um, then you you would say if I, if I'm Disney Play a year in, that's the big announcement. The originals are right. The original trilogy is going to be streaming. In the original content, that would be that would be amazing if they could do if they. My dream is to do three versions: the original, the first at the time they released it mm-hmm. on on uh, you know the theatrical special editions, and then the current. Yeah. That I don't have to watch. No, I I, I would say that you leave out the special editions and just do the Blu-ray editions. No, no. So no, you no. do no, you no. do the original. Don't do, don't do the new. No. Give me the give me what you put in the theater in nineteen ninety seven. That's that's the thing that I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. Because there were so there were subtle changes that didn't really affect everything. Sure. You didn't have you still didn't have the blinking Ewoks. You, you didn't, didn't have, have the, the Ewoks. You didn't have the, the no. no. You didn't have the the Emperor's uh, dialogue severely changed. Right. That scene is twice as long now because the yeah. Emperor won't shut up. Uh, you still had, I think, you still had Boba Fett's original voice. You still have Boba Fett's original voice. So that, those you are the still had, you still had the problem with the lightsabers in A New Hope, yes. where they would, you'd lose the color. And you still had uh, the the rotoscope or whatever. Yep. The rancor was terrible. Yep. That outline around. Well, even was, even was even some of the uh, Tie Fighters, you would see, yeah. you could see yeah, the ma- yeah. the. That would be my dream is to have those three versions. 
Because even from a nostalgia point, it's to go see the original. I'm wondering if the original... Because at one point, they said the originals no longer... At least some of the original no longer existed. There's enough... There's enough... But I think when releases. they when they first... Uh, yes. Look, it's, it's in... La- somebody's got the originals on Laserdisc. Oh, yeah. That's easy enough to take that and be able to clean it up and make it sure. Blu-ray, 4K quality, and put it out there as it existed in 1977. Right. So that I, that I don't think that's as big a problem as people think. There's, oh, there's I've, got a, I've got a whole box full of VHSs of it. VHS might would. be a little tougher, but I'm sure somebody had those. I, I, I used to. I used to have the blue. I, I, no, I had. A, I had laser disc of one of them. I forget what it was. The laser disc kids was. It was like a Blu-ray, but it was, it was huge size, and it was massively expensive. Oh, it was so expensive. Okay, so, so is there... New Line Cinemas is what did Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Sorry. right. New Line, but New Line is now, I think, owned by Warner. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think we watched when I got the extended editions. We watched one or two of them. We watched all three extended editions before. Oh, that's right. We did. We did. Once a week, and then we went to see The Hobbit, and then the next morning, I was like, I don't think I like that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Crap. (laughs) All right. So, anybody got anything else? Because we still never seen extended editions of any of the Hobbit films, and I've never seen any of them past the first time I saw them. The extended edition of The Hobbit. The the goblin mine is even longer how is that possible <laughs> i know that's 45 minutes it's so much longer it's the same four moves over and over again. yeah it's almost like a, a side-scrolling video game too you know <laughs> where the that's true yeah it is it's kind of like playing You're trying to get to the big boss man that's fascinating i know because you get and then you the, have you have you a have barrel the, you, you have the, the whole thing's chase. like well you have the barrel chase in the second one yes do they have a scene like that in the third one? I don't think they do. Uh, well, you're trying to get when you're trying to get up um, where the river's frozen over, and you know when uh, you have. Oh God! When, um, no, uh, when you have um, Orlando Bloom's character Legolas. trying to get up Legolas? to yeah, to he's, fight, where he's, where he's floating in space. Yeah, so he, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like a, a that's a whole like yeah, a video game. No, but I just mean that the the barrel chase in in smog. And the goblin in Hoblet, 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 <laughs> Hoblet, uh, they're very similar in that crazy, oh, yeah. zany. So it's just like the, the the hallway fight in Daredevil. Like every Marvel series has their version of the hallway right. fight afterwards. So I was trying to remember if there was something in Five Armies was like that. Maybe there might, there's got it. There's something. Um, yeah, there's the um, uh, what's his name puts on on the dress and he's in the back of the. Uh, Wagon, and he's going through the streets. I don't remember that at all. When, I bear- uh, I found a barn? Yeah. I barely remember. When, when, uh, when Lucas's character, when Lucas, uh, what's his name? Um, that guy. He was in a dress in it? Yeah. Lucas Evans, right? Yeah. Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Which goes back to the Beauty and the Beast. So anyways, let's wrap things up. Um... <laughs> See what, I can, what can I derail again? So make sure you check us out on facebook.com slash nerdables. We're on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Mikey, Chris, and Ethan, I'm RA saying I'll talk to you next week. I'll talk to you next I'm, week. Just we'll you? talk to you. Just you? That's fantastic. <laughs>
jerk. <laughs> He's going to just start doing the podcast. <laughs> we'll talk to you I next week. I told him to do that at one point. <laughs>